Tony's uh, extremely humble, very, very kind, very complimentary, and um, does not have the energy that he's more important than anybody else. He seems more like he's uh, like he's happy to to be there. we get going are you nervous rvd are you nervous for being here on the after chat i i'm trying not to show it and i appreciate it if you didn't make make fun of me and and bring it no. to the obvious forefront i'm gonna try and hide it I, I would never i would never do that to you as you know i've been following your career since day one one of my favorite wrestlers i'm not going to say workers one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I always mention that every place I go. And you, sir, have seen a lot of wrestlers. So that means that means a lot more than anybody else saying it, because as you just mentioned, you've been around since 1771 with Dory. Actually, uh, uh, the rumors are not true that I photographed Abraham Lincoln's first match. OK, well, thank you for clearing that up as well. That wasn't me. But welcome to the after chat here on the Sports Kita R. That was me that beat him, by the way. Oh, Abraham. it was. I didn't know yeah. that. Did you? Yeah. Did you? Did you win? Uh, you did win. What? How did yeah, you? Yeah, beating beat him Abe? means that I won. Yes, Bill. Yeah, but how did you beat? How did you beat Abe Lincoln? Um, with a uh, with a cherry tree. Cherry tree. What did he chop down? Some kind of tree. No, that was. Tree. I forgot who that was, but our, our viewers will. Are you telling me Abraham Lincoln didn't chop down a tree? I don't remember. I think he may have. No, wasn't that Davy Crockett? No. Davy oh, Crockett no, he... loved trees. He was a tree hugger. Yeah, he grinned down bears. He wore raccoons on his head. Yes, he did, and he grinned down bears. The... So I'm glad I am glad to see that you're back in the uh the thick of things in the wrestling business recently made your in-ring debut, your action debut in AEW. So before we get to that part of this, tell me what the AEW experience was like. What it stands like. for? It's like all elite wrestling. Oh, no, I know that. Oh. I know, but no, that's not the question. Oh, I misunderstood. No, it's okay. It's all right. It was, the, uh, uh, it was fun, dude. It was good, man. Everyone there. Um, has good energy you know and everybody there just like everywhere grew up watching me so i feel like uh, i get a lot of respect it's cool to see some of my peers like jerry lynn and taz and christian mark henry big show chris jericho guys like that yeah, it's pretty cool yeah, yeah. who were some know. of the who were some of the newer people that you saw there that really impressed you um well i'm not i don't have a lot all their names down because i haven't seen them enough you know and watched and watched uh the the, the television but right a lot i'll you know the whole the whole standard as you know for qualifying to be a tv wrestler now you have to be at least really good because if you think about it back in like the early 2000s there was still room for people on TV that didn't necessarily have that much talent, right? They might 
I don't want to start naming guys, but some guys might just have big bodybuilder physiques and the office would decide, okay, we're going to get all behind this dude and push him, push him right over all our other talent. And then after a couple months, then they're like, oh, well, that didn't work. And then we're like picking ourselves up off the road, feeling run over. And then uh, they would just do it again. You know, the next big guy comes. But anyway, my point is that there's no room for that anymore. There's like, if you don't have it then you pretty much don't have a job wrestling on tv you can still be you can still wrestle uh once every three months at the um at the at the local fair when they're in town or or whatever it is but the whole level the whole standard of everyone now and what it's evolved to is um you know a really good caliber of uh athletes you have to be super athletic now you do you didn't you didn't used to have to be an athlete you could kind of fake it and just be a bar stool um tough guy and uh and so it's changed a lot now yeah because of style the demand the fans that think they know how it works have a higher demand on uh on what they're expecting for their ticket yeah so do you rightfully so they've seen rvd come through and show you what's possible that, yes, and still possible. Do you find not? I'm not sticking this to AEW. I'm talking about all the wrestling companies that are on TV, WWE. Do you find too many guys do too many of the same things? Like it used to be on a show with seven matches, only one guy could fly through the ropes and go on to his guy onto to the floor. Now everybody seems to do it. I no, I, I do agree with you. I don't. I don't see how it means anything anymore. It's just like an obligated pop from the crowd now. And um, that's what it seems like to me, like everybody does it. I don't want to do it anymore. I faked it on my match on Saturday, like I was going to run out. Then I just stopped and gave a couple of these thumbs to the to the boys on the floor. But um, why? I mean, it, it doesn't like it even make sense. and. For an argumentative point, I, I guess you could pick a, a move in the ring and say, yeah, but everybody body slams. But really, no, they don't. You know, if they do do too much, and I do feel the same way about it, is the chop. I feel like the chop is even more overused than the dive, in my opinion. But you're right, the dive used to be like for the, the extra risky, daring, high-flying dudes that really went out of their way. And now, you know, you have to top it and you got to do like a, a 450 to the floor and then that's almost seems like a standard uh, as opposed to yeah. really standing out as a record-breaking event anymore that's that's kind of what it evolved to but how do you feel about the chop because like I, when i watch well, i agree uh, yeah I agree. and also the the dive off the top rope it used to be you take somebody back in the older days like no mascaris as i always talk about pedro morales uh, these guys dove off the top rope. It was very exciting. You couldn't wait to see that finish. But now a lot of guys do that same move. Yeah, and um, and and when they do it, it's just become so obvious that the other guys are just standing there waiting to catch them. And that's a big problem with me. That's right. so not the way that I ever got trained. Why are you standing there for for twenty? They seconds? do it. That it's it, they they have a lack of commitment. Like they're not into 
their head is not into the match the way that I and Sabu were trained to be into. We don't stop. These guys stop. You throw them in the corner, and then it's almost like they have a three-second lunch break. They just stand there and wait. And I think it's because safety is more important than it ever has been, so they try to want the other guy to feel comfortable and know that they're going to be there for them. Screw that. That is so not not at all the way that I work. And I think that's really a big thing, if not the biggest thing that's missing, is that commitment to every moment. You know, you throw RVD into the turnbuckle, watch. I, I sell my back first, I bend down, I look at the crowd. I don't want the guy, uh, I want the guy to think I'm not gonna be there for him if he comes running in. I'll turn in and feed into it. You know what, it's misdirecting the expectations and that's not done anymore. Now, somebody moves out of the corner when the other guy's running at him and they're only halfway across the ring, they move and the person just keeps running anyway and jumps and hits the corner. And there was nobody there before your jump. And that's oh, what, yeah. well, that's what I feel like it's become. This is a conversation, you know, that I don't feel like is necessarily from me to the open public for consumption. Yeah. It's more for the business. And, and, and so a lot of times, you know, I don't get really into exploiting these Feelings. I didn't even think we were going to talk about this, but now now that we are, and this is... Probably on the same page. Yeah, but we're on the same page, but also guys that are leaning on the ropes and somebody's going to clothesline them and they start going over the rope before the clothesline even hits. It's, yeah. it's all, that's it's all examples crazy. of the... To me, that's all examples of the exact same style that, that, that has become what wrestling uh, is now. Like a safety for safe, safe for work environment or whatever they say. Yeah, uh, yeah. And it never was before. Before it was like, you know, I'd rather have a tooth knocked out than have you miss and uh, right. have something right. light. It's definitely what not. About the guy, what about the guy on the top rope and somebody's coming up to superplex him and the guy takes his own legs and sets himself behind? Drives me crazy. It's too obvious. Anyway, let's get back to talking about uh what the subject this, matter we'll continue this conversation be. behind closed doors i'm still a little yeah, we will do that but we, we're we're okay to run this part obviously we're talking about it but uh yeah yeah because the evolution of the business uh a lot of things have uh have changed and it's a, it's a lot faster and it's a lot but yeah i'll i'll meet you in that room over there at uh in yeah. an hour yeah that right. sounds good dude right over what do you what do you like on your pizza um, what are my choices? Whatever you want, I'll order okay. it. Okay, could be silly. Okay, we'll, we'll do it. All right, so <laughs> let's get back to uh, AEW and the terrific time that you had there. Tell us about uh, Tony Khan. Did you get to talk to Tony at all? Yeah, Tony's awesome. Um, he's awesome, and uh, he both matches that I had similar feedback he was real appreciative you know um thanks rob that was awesome thanks for doing it the crowd loved you boom 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 thanks dude that was cool let's do it again that kind of thing did you know him when he was a fan no i was wondering if he when he used to come to uh bring um to uh, ecw if you if i did you know. i didn't know that i did you know right it right. is possible that our paths could have crossed could have had a conversation and not known it i don't know but he um did go out of his way to tell me that he was there the night of the stretcher match and 
with, between me and Sabu in 97, 96, sorry. And also um, he believes that that was a night that I was, um, I don't know, like I was um, elevated, that I ascended to uh, a another level of superstar superstar status yes but 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 not all the way there yet but I, but I, but but one level anyway because i know for me after i beat bam bam bigelow that was it that was just boom okay like uh, uh every 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 door i opened up after life was you know packed with screaming energy and instead of yeah so all good now so you've been back you could now talk to tony khan Vince McMahon, Eric Bischoff back in WCW. What what are the differences between these three? You've talked to them all too, Bill. I have. Well, not Tony. Not Tony. I don't know Tony well. Well, I mean, I can only give my perspective. It's not like yeah. I spent the night with these guys and went <laughs> and uh well, I don't want to even picture that. <laughs> Uh, you know what? Vince McMahon is uh, intimidating. He's to me, he's, I think a lot of people feel like he's like a very powerful figure when you're talking to him, you know, that, um, his energy kind of, to me anyway, reeks of power and of importance. And I've always felt that way about Vince. Um, Eric, I, I feel, you know, like I have a ton of respect for Eric, but I feel more like I'm talking to one of the boys when I'm talking to Eric. Comfortable. I do remember when I met him, he was at, he, when I was in WCW in 92, he came up to me in the restroom and was asking me like my height and, uh, or my weight and what, what town I was from so he could so he could uh, uh, announce the right facts. And we started talking about martial arts way back then. He was, you know, saying that he was a martial artist as well. And so that's how I think of him. And with Tony, um, you know, Tony's uh, extremely humble, very, very kind, very complimentary, and um, does not have the energy that he's more important than anybody else. He seems more like he's... Uh, like he's happy to to be there and, and um and appreciative you know like like mm, i i don't know if, if saying like 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 a fan is the right word but i feel like i was like, just going to say do you feel he's still a fan um i i think maybe that's one way to put it in a, in a, in a good way and that he's there trying to do something from that perspective with, with everything that's within his power making everything happen and putting everything together and uh and you know he's obviously doing the job that he's doing so that's that's good is there somebody on that roster that you would love to have a match with that you you said this this guy and me would be perfect at this stage of your career um i, could, I need a rematch with jungle boy um i'd like to work with chris jericho we would have a Awesome match. Oh my goodness. Yeah. yeah. Christian too. I believe. What about Sting? Sting. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. I'd, you know. I'd um, like to see that. Yeah. I mean I've I I don't know, you know, how Sting's feeling and stuff. 
I know that Chris is still like wrestling full time. So I'm sure from my, all my previous matches with Chris that we would together, we would, you know, he would, we would pull through, um, and, and amaze everybody I'm sure. So, um, but, uh, a lot of the guys, you know, um, it's cool working with hook. Oh, that's I want. That's our next subject with Chris Jericho that you were talking about. It's amazing how he keeps reinventing himself. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a true entertainer. You know, when you think about it, because uh, he's 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 made it so far in wrestling. You have to be com completely committed, dedicated to wrestling to do what he's done. But then at the same time. He's also, you know, got his his band and uh, and he's he's he does a lot of that, you know, touring with his band. I don't know his current schedule, but I'm saying he's definitely Fozzie, put a lot of energy right. into into Fozzie and gone out and 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 made that whole world uh, come true for himself. And and you know, we see him a lot, like on on TV shows, always have. And uh, he, he's he he does a lot, you know. He must really really love to entertain you know that's and he's got a family oh, too yeah yeah well he does um a lot of people look at people that are on top you know like like when it came out that the rock was like the highest paid actor in the in the industry or whatever so many people are just quick to say wow it must be nice but they don't imagine how hard that dude works every day how much how busy he is and a lot of people they wouldn't be able to do it you know i mean i keep so busy myself i can't imagine handling a, a lot more than i do you know um chris has also written several books you know what i mean i'm i still um talking about writing my autobiography and have been for years and it's something that you know i can't just sit down and and boom okay that's done like give me more things on my list to do i'm quite the opposite yeah. I have a list. I got a lot of stuff that I want to do, but everything takes its own time. And I've learned to be patient and just let the universe uh, take the direction, control, let everything fall into place. And that's that's how I operate. So I'm not one of those people that just can't stand sitting around because I got to be busy or I'd be a lot more productive, but I also wouldn't be RVD. Yeah. 